All right, what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hit the Books, where we are going to take a look at our week nine outline. Or, fuck, I fucked that up already. I'm reading the fucking little note. <clears throat> what is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Hit the Books, season three, episode 10, uh, where we are going to dive into week nine in the NFL, as well as a starting segment and a couple big news around the NBA. We had a couple trades, as well as the NFL trade deadline. Uh, the World Series could get wrapped up tonight uh, between Texas and Arizona, but I'll hand things off. No Jesse, no Ace this week. It is just going to be me and Mackie. Uh, back to the older days, kind of the the season one vibes, just us two. But uh, Mackie, I'll hand things off over to you. How you been? Yeah, we're definitely shorthanded today. But uh, yeah, looking forward to getting getting into it. Cowboys had an awesome game last week, back on track, looking like um, they can compete again with those best teams. Big game this week coming up against the Eagles in the link. Going to be a tough one, but uh, should be a good one. Looking forward to it. What's going on with you? Yeah, there's not not much going on with me. There's definitely been a lot of there's a lot of good games this week. I'm definitely excited to get into this slate. Um, we'll get right into the NFL. We'll just start out with the 2023 trade deadline. Uh, came and went on Tuesday at 4 p.m. Uh, we definitely had a couple of big trades. We're just going to take a look at some of the bigger ones. Um, obviously, we had Commander sending a lot of their two of their bigger players of their defensive line. You saw Montez Sweat go to the Chicago Bears for a second round pick. And then obviously the bigger one, Chase Young, going to who else but the San Francisco 49ers. They go out and get another guy as if they needed it. Um, but Chase Young, he's paired back up with Bosa. He was his, deep part, or his uh, defense end partner at Ohio State. We're going to get to see them back in uh, San Francisco. I know if Ace was here, he'd be getting ready to go off on how these Niners are going to win the Super Bowl and the whole nine yards. But, I mean, the defense is definitely there. There's definitely still question marks with Purdy and if, they, if he's going to be ready. But I think this defense is definitely – if not, if it wasn't already, it's for sure the best in the NFL right now. Um, I think those are the two bigger trades that happened in the NFL. Obviously, there was a couple other ones. Uh, we saw some news with the Raiders, but uh, what were your opinions on those two moves by the Commanders? Yeah, obviously, um, Commanders is clearing house. Uh, big move by the Niners. I saw a lot of people saying, how are they able to do this? But when you have a quarterback like Brock Purdy and you're paying him $895,000 a year right now, you can go out there and make a move like this with, your, with, their, with an already stacked roster. Um, this just makes the Niners a lot, a lot more scary. Um, where'd Monte Sweat go again? Chicago. That was a, that was a yeah, kind of a surprising move for me. They, I, guess I don't know why they were the, buyers, but for a second round pick, they have two first, they have two first rounders this year. So I guess they just look to guarantee like a good, you know what I mean? Like you're Monte Sweat's better than future. any second rounder they're going to draft this yeah. coming draft. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, so, kind of building I, for next year, but. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Niners are Niners are definitely uh, a little more scary now. Yeah, J- yeah Chase the, Young Mel's me- meshes there though. Yeah, absolutely. And the other the other one in the NFC West, uh, Leonard Williams from the Giants up to Seattle. I thought that was a good move for Seattle. They haven't uh, they've had some problems stopping the run. They go out and get a nice run stuff and defensive lineman uh, who's been great for the Giants. I think he's going to fit right in with that Seattle defense in a spot that they've needed. Um, I think Seattle is definitely a pesky team right now. I think they are leading that division out there, if not very yeah, close five to and it. Two. Five and two. Yeah, so, so with that bye week with the Niners at the five and three and them at the five and two, um, it's pretty crazy. I, th- I think most people saw the Niners kind of just sweeping their way through the season, especially after that start and then three straight losses. It's hard to predict, but um, I don't yeah, know. The Seattle team, I think, is pretty pesky. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the Niners can still figure it out. They're on a three-game uh, streak right now. Where they can't really figure much out. But um, at the end Who of the they day, they got this off team... this bye. Ooh, we can go get into it. Have they played each other yet? I'm gonna click. I'm clicking to week ten right now. 49ers at Jaguars, not an easy game, dude. They, <laughs> oh, I don't no. like the. I don't. I don't like their schedule right now. I think Let's a lot of people. Their, were, 
let's go through like the next like five weeks. All right, so you have in Jacksonville. Okay, we'll, we'll give them an L there. We'll give them an L. Oh, so that five yeah, and four. Say they go. You're playing, say they lose four straight. Then you're playing the Bucks. Win. Win. That's home. a get right. That's the definition of a get right game if they lose four straight. Here is their season right here. You have the Seahawks on the road. You have the Eagles on the road, and then you have the Seahawks at home. You got. You might have to win both of those games against the Seahawks. Yeah, you might have to. Sitting at five, six and four going into it, um, pretty sure the Seahawks will, will be at least six and four at that point. Seahawks schedule is probably a lot later, easier they, too. I mean, they're, not to overlook the Cardinals, but obviously getting rid of Josh Dobbs—that's one of the trades we didn't talk about. But kind yeah, of overlooking Kyle that right game. Now. Oh, yeah, true. I didn't think about that. So they have to go to Arizona, and then uh, Baltimore comes to San Francisco. They have a tough five weeks there. Yeah, I mean, everyone thought this was going to be an easy division for the Niners this year, as did I. I put them in a parlay for division winners. But um, this definitely isn't. This, this Seahawks team is good. They're going to give them a run for their money. Yeah. Seahawks have. <laughs> All right, they have a pretty tough schedule as well. Yeah, I in... was going to say, they play the same teams. In Baltimore next week. Um, then they play the Commanders at home. They should win that. They're in yep. Los Angeles for the Rams. That could be a tough game division. Yeah, never easy. Um, and then they have see there they play the Cowboys week thirteen when yeah. Niners play the Eagles in the link, and they're both away. See, they could both lose that game. You know yeah, what I mean? But, then, but it they could both like lose that week, and it, it yeah, but one of them needs better. to pick up a win. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I think the Niners, at the end of the day, will will figure this out. They're the, they're the far better team. They've beaten all these good teams too. They killed the Cowboys. Um, at the end of the day, they probably can beat any team in the league. So anybody who stands in their, in their way in their schedule, they could probably get a win out, uh, eco win out. But it's definitely closer than we expected. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think if there was was another team, I think I said uh, the Rams had a chance. But obviously, I didn't know didn't know anything about that Nakua uh, coming onto the scene like that and the cup injury. They kind of just started slow, but. The Seattle team is definitely not anything to mess with. I think, like you said, I think the Niners do win the division. I just think uh, Seattle's going to be a lock for a wild card team, and they're definitely going to give a division winner a run for their money in their first round of the playoffs, I think. Yeah, for sure. I'm high in Seattle as well. People thought it was a fluke year last year. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, now they're just, he just, I mean, he's just like Mr. Consistent. He's not going to do anything crazy. If they stay Gino. healthy, like I know, yeah, Gino, I was going to say, if they stay healthy with Kenneth Walker, DK Metcalf, and all those receivers, that offense, and now they just got, like I said, Leonard Williams on the defensive side of the ball. I'm not the biggest Jamal Williams guy, but or Jamal Adams guy, but they have defensive backs all over the place. Andre Diggs, too. Andre Diggs, Witherspoon, and uh, Tariq Woolen. They're loaded on defense. Look, like they're one of defense the more definitely, defenses. Yeah, the defense has to be playing a little better, but they are playing. They're I mean, young. They're, they're so right. young yeah, on defense. Very young. I think this Leonard Williams addition will will definitely be a big help, but um. Yes, the Ox team's good. Yeah. All right, we'll jump right into our Week 9 NFL slate. It starts in Pittsburgh with my Steelers. I will be in attendance for this one as well. Uh, Steelers, a two-and-a-half-point favorite coming into this game, a minus 144 on the money line, and the over-under at a low, low 36-and-a-half for some Thursday night primetime football. Um, me, personally, I'm not the biggest fan of the Steelers in this spot. I know I said it last week against the Jaguars, and I was right. They ended up losing that game outright. Um, I didn't end up taking them on the money line. I just had that under. I think I might end up taking this under as well, uh, especially in the prime time. I think this could be a slow start. Uh, I don't know what this first half is going to be set at. It has to be 17 and a half. If that's the full game, but um, I'm pulling this up. 17 wow, and a half. Bro. That's wow. crazy. Can't take that's, 
Yeah, that's scary. Steelers, dude, that's Steelers so defense low. can get a touchdown. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm definitely so not, not on taking the... a side on this game. I, I don't love the Steelers in this spot. I truly think Levis is kind of has like a little mojo right now, and I kind of like what he's doing with Tennessee. I think Derrick Henry could have a really big game. Um, I, I think there's crazy value on the Titans to win this game personally. Wow, I, I was not expecting that from you. I'm actually pretty high on the Steelers in this game. I think uh, Will Levis had a great game last week, but he was playing the Atlanta Falcons defense. And now you have to go. There's also no guarantee we get Kenny, Mitch, Mason. They have no clue what the Steelers are doing at quarterback. I don't think that matters. I think that's like the least of your worries. I agree. Believe me, I said the same thing. I was at the game last week. When I was at the game, Kenny went down, and I literally look at uh, Jesse and Sam. I'm like, I think we have just an equal advantage to win this game with Trubisky. Nothing nothing changes because the quarterback doesn't do anything. Your team does not revolve around your quarterback. It revolves around your defense, and it revolves around that one big drive that you guys have in each game that it's enough. It's crazy. It's enough. Minka, Minka going down in that game against Jacksonville hurt way worse than Kenny going down in that game against yeah, Jacksonville. Yeah, it, because it's a it's a mid game adjustment that you have to make. You have put rookies coming in, second strings coming in, not ready. Yeah, whereas Trubisky has been there. I mean, not he's he hasn't been good, but he's been in a playoff game. You know what I mean? Like he's played. Right, he's been a right. starter before. But I actually do like the Steelers in this situation. I think Will Levis has a tough time against that Steelers pass rush. Think that's the Watt. only thing that's killing me is he could they could get to dude. Him. He's young. It's his second game. He's going up against probably the best the best pass rushers in the league. Um, I think he's a really tough time. It makes a lot of this, uh, mistakes where the Steelers defense is obviously going to capitalize on. Um, I yeah, and I don't think I mean you're going into Heinz Field on Thursday night. You know the atmosphere it's going to be. I, I I just can't. I mean, if if he figures this out and wins this football game, I will say uh, he's the real deal. Dude, this is pretty crazy. Every single anytime touchdown score on FanDuel is 140 or higher. Uh, Derrick Henry and Najee Harris, the two favorites. Henry at plus 36, 36 <laughs> point and a half, dude. dude. They think it's just going to be one, like one touchdown and just field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal. That's crazy. You think D-Hop had a fluke game or you think he's... Uh, no, I think he has a nice... pretty good game this week, yeah. I think yeah, this is going to be a dude, good... If you're a, if you're a rookie quarterback, you come into Tennessee... I'm like, I got two dudes, Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. When I'm throwing the ball, number 10 is the first dude I'm looking at. And when I'm running or doing play action, I'm not even worried about it. Just give it to Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? Like, he's in a yeah. good spot. Like, he's they don't a have a good spot. off at the line. They, he's Thanks in a really good, a good spot. Good where he has a great security a great security blanket in DeAndre Hopkins to throw to, like, eight yards, nine yards. You saw that deep ball. It was like a 50-yard touchdown. That was a sick throw. I mean, he kind of missed him on that throw. Too. Yeah. He kind of missed him on that throw. D Hop had to like go over and get under it and like beat the beat the corner around it. But I mean, when you have that kind of receiver, like you don't have to be the best you quarterback. Yeah, like, the Kenny Pickett and Pickens. Pickens makes Pickett look so much better with some of these missed throws and Pickett just fuck or sticks out the one arm or something and brings it in. It's like if you can hit the you know their wingspan, like some of them. D Hop, like I said, I don't know. I think I think there's good value on them to win this game. I'm not I'm not going to be picking a side, but. Um, yeah, I I don't know what I'm gonna go on with this game. I might just kind of dive into some props or something, maybe some over under on a receiving or a rushing prop. Uh, let me see what's Derrick Henry said. That's 73 and a half. Najee's 44 and a half. Jalen Warren 25 and a half. I might do Jalen Warren over 25 and a half rushing yards. I might have to look into that and see what his uh what his season totals are. But I feel like 20, that just looks low for him in my opinion, based on like the usage that we sometimes go to him. Yeah, it seems a little low. I feel like I feel like he's more of like a um, check Rece- off. I was just, I was just going to look at, I was just going to say, I might do the rushing plus receiving because it's only 40. Like it only, you only add the 16 right. or 17 yards. Kind of like so that. So last, last week he only had 19 rushing yards, but he had, 
19 receiving yards as well, so that would not hit. Yeah, Damn, but so you got it. It'll be close. It's a good line. Yeah, I don't know. I'm you're kind of scaring me that you don't like these Steelers at all. But I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't I, th- I think it's just a weird spot. I, I don't know. Dude, they I, find ways also... to win football games. The Titans are also zero three on the on the road this season. They're not a good road team in general. I know it's different quarterbacks. You're you're talking different situation and everything. But yeah, um, I mean, altogether, this team doesn't play well on the road, and I think this is the hardest place to go in and play. Yeah, I agree. I I definitely and like you're, you're kind of talking me into the other way. I definitely think that. You, I'm, I just keep thinking about Will Levis going up against our defense, but like our defense isn't like no Cam Hayward, no Minka. I don't think Minka's playing tomorrow. I have to check that status. But he's not. I think he's out yeah. three weeks, isn't he? Yeah, I was gonna say I think he might be a two or three week, maybe even more. But um, I, I don't know. If I had to pick a side, give me the Steelers at home. Give me the home uh, team in, on the field goal or but to win by the field goal at home on the uh, Thursday night football. But I don't know what else I'd go on the, with on this game. Um, Minka is out. This could be this. This could be, dude. I don't know. With them, pick it to be game time sort, call. Is that what it says? Yeah, that's tough. I don't know. Let me. I want to see if I, I don't know. I really don't care to really look it up too much because, like you said, I don't think it affects the game that much. Like I, I don't think it changes the line at all. No, no. Especially with us being two point favorites already. You know what I mean? But. We do have another uh, European game this week. Uh, this time they're in, I believe it's Germany. Uh, the right Dolphins uh, are underdogs in this game. At, it's technically at the Chiefs, but like we said, it's a game in Germany. Uh, Chiefs coming to this game as a one and a half point favorite, a minus one twenty four on the money line, and over under at fifty and a half. Um, the Dolphins, I did see, arrived in Germany yesterday. You love people love to hear those travel stats with them going to Europe. They did get there yesterday. The Chiefs don't have plans to get there on Friday. Uh, this year in the London game, I did see a stat. I think the teams are three and one that have gotten their first five and one, five, five and one and that one. have gotten their first. So, um, all the signs are saying, take the dolphins in this game as an underdog at the plus one Oh six on the money line. Um, I'm interested to see which way are you leaning on this game right now? Yeah, I'm actually, I am on the dolphins and not only for that stat, even though I do love that stat, I think it's a, actually a huge, uh, huge thing to take into play. I mean, you're there all week, you're more adapted. Meanwhile, if you get there on Friday. Um, I, I see the logic in both ways, but even regardless of that, um, the Dolphins have not beat a good team yet this year. They're six and two, I think. Um, every win that they have is under the team has under two wins, so they haven't really beaten. They haven't really proven anything, in my opinion. And I think that they've heard that. And I think this is a really True. good chance for them to just be like, "Fuck you guys, we're gonna go beat the Chiefs now and prove to you guys that we're actually a top three team in the NFL." Because yeah. I think that they are. I just think that they've been in shitty situations against the good teams and. Uh, they they've just fallen short here and there, but this is a good chance for them, and this is a good opportunity. I think they. Um, do you think? Do you think the Dolphins for sure win their division? Yes, I think the yeah. the Bills just choke way too much. The Dolphins don't lose enough games. I was looking at their schedule. Max games they lose this year after already starting six and two is maybe six, and I think that at that at that point, this is Dolphins, probably one of those question marks you had. Like you counted this as a loss. Yeah, at the like, if if I was talking like max yeah. losses, has to count this as a loss. But I don't think they lose this game. And there's games down the road that I think that they're going to win that that they could lose. Um, yeah. They're going to beat the Bills at home. They're going to split with the Bills. I assume that. And I just think the Bills are going to drop a game to a, as eight point favorites in a, at another point in the season. And you know they lose. They, they just lose too many games. They finally they they find ways to lose games. I agree. I I think the Dolphins are going to win this division. I know I said the Bills could, but I think we obviously preseason. I think we all kind of agreed on the Dolphins to win that division. So, um, I I I am gonna I'm gonna agree with the with the trends here. I'm just gonna kind of blindly fade the, or ride this trend. 
uh, that five and one, the teams that get there first, just like you said, for all the reasons they're more, you know, used to everything over there, the time change and all that. Give me the Dolphins to win this game. The one and a half, just give me the plus 106 on the money line. Um, I will go ahead with that. Tough to take the Chiefs to lose two games in, uh, two games in a row, but uh, obviously I, I don't think the Taylor Swift question's still there. I don't think she'll be in Germany for this game. You never know, but um, I, obviously losing last week without her there, there might be a little something there for Chiefs fans to worry about. I also think this Chiefs team isn't as good as they've been in the past, and not like, especially not like last year. But um, yeah, I think that they're definitely lacking a little. And I think Pat Mahomes has been a bit off. I know last week he was sick, and it was they were in in Denver, and it was freezing and stuff. So that was sick. They said, yeah, he was ill. Like he had, he had like a temperature. And yeah, it no, was like, obvious. did they say that before the game or after the game? Before, I was gonna say that's such a. I was gonna say it's something you just like. If they don't say that before the game, you don't just come out and say that after the game. Oh, after I wouldn't, you I wouldn't know what I mean? It. I wouldn't believe yeah. it. But, yeah. Um, it was like also I was going like to say, you got to say that before. This is Mahomes from the major stage, so it'll be a good game. I was going to say, 9.30, they finally give us like a matchup that we want to see. I know that Jags-Bills one was good, too. So uh, I hope this is obviously a pretty good game. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'll ride you on that one. Uh, next, the first Sunday, one o'clock game, we have Matt Stafford and the LA Rams visiting Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. Packers coming into this game as a three point favorite, which is kind of interesting to me. If you ask me personally, the minus 174 on the money line over under a low 38 and a half. Um, I, which way are you leaning on this one? I personally think this is a weird line. It makes me want to take the Rams plus the points here to win the game. Um, yeah, I th- which, which way are you going here? I think Matt Stafford is, uh, leaning towards being out of this game. Oh really? Yeah, his thumb on his throwing hand. He injured, but um, I I'm assuming that's why the line is minus three for the for the Packers in this game. I was gonna say I was gonna unless there's something I didn't know, which that definitely is what I didn't know. So who is the who's the presumed quarterback if Stafford's out? Who's the Rams backup? Let me look into this. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Let's Um, try to see who this backup quarterback is, because dude, the the Packers. Oh, mm, that's tough. I don't know. I don't know if I like the Rams enough to take them with a backup quarterback. If this is Stafford, I, I like the points. If you want to be risky and buy in now, and maybe there's a chance he plays, I don't know how likely it is. Um, but I, I'd lean the Rams here. I'm not. I can't take this Packers team. I, I was on them to start the year. I think they're fading off quick. Um, I, I just personally think Jordan Love isn't as good as everyone thought he was. Me being one of those people. Um, I, I don't know. I lean the Rams here. I, I, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to be betting on this game. Um, especially with all the question marks around it, but I'm with you. I don't. I I was never high on Jordan Love, even in the beginning of the season. Um, after his first few weeks, I kind of gained a little respect, but that's kind of that's definitely he, gone he away. He gave us he gave us every reason to be like he could be doing it, could, like he could yes, do it, yeah. and then he just three games in a row didn't do anything. Yeah, it was so he's, yeah. He's I mean, not a tough stretch right now. But um, if Matt Stafford doesn't play this game, I like the under under 38. I know it's a lot, not a lot of points, but Green Bay didn't even score a point last that's half, a good last point. game in the first half. Um, they don't put up a lot of points as it is. The defense isn't bad. And if you have Brett Wright being on the, on the other side of the football, or on the other side, yeah, throwing the football. I like that. I like the under. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems a little high, to be honest. I feel like it should be like 35 and a half, 36 and a half with, with, uh, without Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely good. That could be something I look at in that game. Like you said, if Stafford doesn't play the, the under 38 and a half, you might have to shop that around because uh, I, I don't know. I don't think you'd find 39, but. Definitely want to get that half point anytime it's lower than 40, if at least if you ask me. Um, so, we w- yeah, we'll jump into our next game. We have 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Houston Texans. Texans coming into this game also as a minus three favorite on the spread in a minus 148 on the money line. Um, Bucks at plus 126 on the money line with the over under at an even 40. Um, personally on this game, uh, I'm not big on this Texans team. I don't know how you feel about them. The CJ Stroud, I do like the, the, what they've been doing last week. I did like the Panthers. I saw you take them on the card. I had them in the teaser. Um, I did want to take them to win that game, but I kind of didn't want to double down on an 0 and 6 team. I know I had them at the 14 and a half, but, um, I, I personally, I'm on the Houston Texans here to bounce back and get a win at home. I don't love the minus three. I think there could be a weird, a weird number final score here. I'd probably go with the money line. I don't know what the number I said was the minus one forty eight. It's a little steep. Uh, might be a parlay builder if you ask me, but I don't know. I could probably buy the half point and get the Texans at two and a half, but I lean the Texans to bounce back on their home field here. Yeah, I'm definitely torn on this game because I kind of do like the Texans, but then again, I th- I just think Baker can get it done more than CJ Stroud can. And he can uh, do this in every game. He can talk me into leaning either way. Like anytime, any game Baker Mayfield's in, I can convince myself that he's going to win this game. Right, exactly. And, you know, C.J. Stroud against this pretty elite veteran defense, he's gonna, he's, I think he's going to have a tough game. Um, two or three weeks ago, we saw even Jared Goff have a tough game against them, and uh, they just kind of eked it out with a few big plays in the second half, and they ended up winning that game by a few, by a few possessions. But I don't think C.J. Stroud is going to be able to do what Jared Goff did. It's gonna, if it's going to be a low-scoring game like that, I think the, I think I take the Bucks in that one, but yeah, um, I don't know. It's going to be a really good game. I'm not going to really. I don't, I'm not on a side right now. I don't think I'm going to have a play on this one, um, but I do lean the Bucks. I think the Bucks are actually a pretty good team. You think they could win that division? I hope not, because I took the Saints. But yeah, I do. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I I have the Saints too. I don't. I think I I so I have a parlay that's Bills. Basically, the ones that aren't in the lead right now. I need Bills, Saints, and Vikings. I don't think all three of them win. No, I don't think the Vikings get there. I think the Lions yeah. definitely. But I have uh, Chiefs look good. I have yeah. Mine was mine. I picked every division. I do this every year. I pick every division except the AFC North because oh, really? I truly think. Any- yeah, I do this. I pick every division except my own oh, because fine. I think I think every team can win it. At least this year, especially. I was like, I'm not doing the Ravens, Bengals. Like I just didn't know how it was going to happen. So I did. In the AFC, it was Chiefs, Jags. Bills and then the NFC it was Niners um Eagles. Niners, Eagles, Saints, Vikings. Yeah, I did Saints, Niners, Niners kind of making me sweat now. Jags and Chiefs. So that looks pretty okay. good actually. I just yeah. see the Saints, dude. Yeah. So you didn't take everyone? No, I did said four. It was plus yeah. seven fifty, yeah. I think. Yeah, mine was crazy. All right, we'll get into this next game. Aces, New England Patriots are home as a three and a half point favorite against the Washington Commanders, who we said uh, had a big trade deadline on Monday. Um, with the Patriots are coming into this game as a minus 180 on the money line. The Commanders at a plus 152. The over-under is at a 40 and a half, with the over being slightly favored at the minus 114. Um, personally, in this game, I, I don't. This is probably a game I'm not going to be betting on. It's easy to say you lean the Patriots. The Commanders got rid of all those pieces on defense. Um, I could see the Commanders come out and not, not only cover this game, but also win it, uh, which is probably going to make me stay away from this one right now. But I guess if I had to take a side, I'd probably go with the Commanders plus the three and a half because they're giving you the extra half point. I'll take the three and a half. Um, but I think the Commanders can win this game. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm more high on the over than anything on this one. I think the Commanders just took a big hit on their defense. So they're going to have a rough day on defense. Mac Jones can be good against a really weak defense. He'll look like a great quarterback. He can he can uh, make those throws downfield, put up points. 
Um, but on the other side, I think Sam Howell has a field day as well. I think that uh, he picks apart that Patriots defense. I like Sam Howell. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. And against an injured, weak defense like the Patriots, who sitting at 2-6, and six, obviously don't have all the momentum going. Players aren't playing their best. I think Sam Howell just has a field day. Um, and I think it's a high-scoring game. I like the over 40.5, and, and I think the Commanders should probably win the football game as well. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's that, I like that overplay uh, as well. I feel like that's pretty low for, like you said, I feel like both of these teams could put up 20 or around there and just kind of get there. But um, yeah, I, I definitely lean the commanders with the points. I also like that overplay. So uh, the next game, we have Tyson Bajan and the Chicago Bears heading into New Orleans. Uh, the Saints coming in this one is an eight and a half point favorite, a minus 420 on the money line. Uh, and the over-under is at a low 41 for an eight and a half point spread. Uh, personally, I like the Bears with the points. I like this quarterback for them. I know I took them against the Chargers. I'm going to take them again this week uh, with the points. I think eight and a half is a little too much. It's so hard to give it more than a touchdown in the NFL, and I think uh, anytime you get the chance to do it, I like jumping on these big spreads. Uh, I might tease them up a little bit, but uh, I think I'm going to go with the Bears with the eight and a half. Yeah, I'm definitely with you with the Bears in this one. I don't like this quarterback for the Bears, but I just don't think the Saints ever deserve to be eight and a half, eight and a half point favorites against anyone. Um, Derek Carr just hasn't shown enough to me this year to move that offense downfield. But uh, I like the low-scoring games. I, what is this, 41 and a half? I like, um, I like, 41 I have, but yeah, like you probably this, should find yeah, that. I like this one to stay under for sure. I think the Saints defense does enough. Saints will probably win this football game, but eight and a half points is just too much for a team that's not that, not that good. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I like that. All right, our next game we have, could this be Josh Dobbs? Uh, dude, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me look into yeah, it. So, all right, yeah, I was going to say, if you want to look into that, I'll introduce the game. So we have the Minnesota Vikings heading into Atlanta to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons coming in as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, uh, minus 230 on the money line, and over under 37-and-a-half points. Um, so two things about this game. Obviously, Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles last week, not going to be going for the Vikings. And the Falcons just named Taylor Heineke as their new starting quarterback. Um, so if Josh Dobbs goes in this game, I'm hammering the Vikings plus four and a half. I really like them in this spot. I don't think the Falcons should ever be a four and a half point favorite, if you ask me. I know they, they've they had their wins this year. They've also had their struggles. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings with the points. I'll give them the four and a half. If it goes to five, I love it even more. But um, I'm going to go with the Vikings at the points here. I think they're able to just keep it close. The Falcons love playing a weird score, low scoring games over under 37. I don't love the over under in this game. I am going to go with the Vikings with the four and a half points though. Yeah. I think we should have realized when we saw four and a half points spread as underdogs that Josh Jobs wouldn't be playing in this football game. And that's what it says. Um, he won't start immediately. So that's Jaron Hall going for the Vikings. Never heard of him. Don't know much about him. So um, I'm definitely not going to bet on the Vikings in this game, but I do think. <laughs> I do think that they can cover that spread, maybe even win this game outright. Um, Taylor Heineke is a huge addition, or upgrade, I should say, from uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter just wasn't the answer. He wasn't getting your drives. He would make a nice play or two each game that kept him alive, but Arthur Smith, at the end of the day, had to make the right play here and put Taylor Heineke in the football game. Um, like, you signed him for a reason. You gotta, you gotta you stop the bleeding at some point. You guys are in play for this division. You know yeah, what I mean? I mean, you're four and four. You're ahead or tied for the lead in this division right now you have to put the best better quarterback in in the game um but i like i like the vikings plus the four and a half i think it could be a field goal game at the end of the day um vikings defense has, playing, has been playing a lot better that team has a lot of momentum i know kirk cousins just went down 
kind of killed a little they bit. They love of it, losing right? one possession games this year. Last year, all we were saying is they love winning the one possession games. So I think it was you that said this year it's going to be, I don't think they're going to win all those one possession I games. See, yeah, I did say that. I didn't think it would be this bad, though. They were 11 and 0 last year, and they started the season 0 and 4 uh, in their first in their first four this year. Yeah, but. I, rem- I remember you saying that at the beginning of the year. You go, I don't think they're, you were like, you kept pulling that stat, the 11-0 and in one-score games. You're like, you know how hard that is to do, repeat that? And then they, you know, I think their first three losses were one-score games they lost. You, all, all four of them. All yeah. four of them. You, you simply just can't, I mean, you, you, you can't get that lucky again. I mean, half of those have, have got to be that Bills lost. game? The Vikings at Bills, you remember that well, comeback? Was, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that was, was when it was, they turned the ball over on the one yard line and they got him in the safety or something. Yeah. And yeah, they got the ball awesome. back and then they scored. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, um, that team was getting so lucky last year, but I do like them with the points here. I don't know that quarterback, but I'm going to take a chance here. Low scoring. I think it'd be low scoring. I'd have to defense low scoring. needs to step up to be honest. That, that's yeah. What it comes I think 37, I think you're safe under that. And I like the Vikings with the points. Here's the thing about it is that the Vikings cannot drop a game. You can't go to four and five and expect to still win this division. You have to keep you have to keep the momentum going. You have to win this game against the Atlanta Falcons. These are the yeah. games you got to win. Yeah, especially Detroit on a bye week. It's a week you can catch up a game. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It'd be but five and I, four. I would, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see them lose this game by a field goal though. Like you said, with no with no Dobbs, uh, I do think Heineke can do enough to keep the Falcons in this thing. But I'm definitely going to take the points with the Vikings. All right, our next game, we have the Arizona Cardinals heading into Cleveland. Cleveland, a seven and a half point favorite, minus 390 on the money line, over under at a 37 and a half. All these low over unders this week as we get into, I feel like this is the time of year we have to start looking at like the weather reports in some of these cities, like the wind and obviously snow. I know it snowed in Pittsburgh this morning, at least like a very little bit, but um, so that means the weather's coming with uh, the fall and winter football. So uh, Brown's coming to this one, like you said, a seven and a half point favorite. Um, I don't know which way to go on this one. I think the Browns are a tough spot at a seven and a half point favorite. Does that tell me Deshaun Watson's a go in this game too? Deshaun Watson was throwing today, not fully, but um, he's looking to be back. But the big thing is about Kyler Murray here. I mean, he's he was full practice yesterday. Um, if he's back, that's huge. I mean, what do you expect here for the, from the Arizona Cardinals? I honestly think if he's back, I, I kind of want to take the Cardinals with the points here anyway. I, don't, I was going to say who's playing quarterback for them. I just don't love the Browns to cover a seven and a half point spread personally, but I, I don't know. And then you tell me I can get a chance of Kyler Murray playing in this game. I'm not the biggest Kyler Murray guy, but if you buy in now, you get the seven and a half and there's a chance he plays. Um, I, or even, I don't know, I might have to throw them in a teaser and take a chance at that because I've already been looking at a couple teams that I like for my teaser this week. And uh, I don't know, getting them at probably 14 or maybe, no, it'd be like, Fucking 20. That'd be nice. Yeah, the Browns with P.J. Walker, I mean, is eight-point favorites. I, I just feel like it's a little disrespectful. I don't think they deserve to be eight-point favorites as well. No Nick Chubb, no no Deshaun Watson. But um, Crazy Deshaun defense. Watson the defense. Play, it's all the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm going to stay away from this one, but I would like to see Kyler Murray play this game. Yeah, that I, I didn't know that was possible. I'm kind of excited for this now. I kind of want to definitely, I'm going to keep my eye on that and see what he's doing because this line's going to change, obviously, if he plays, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. It will go to, it might go to six and a half. It might not change much, but it'll get, they won't give you that seven and a half. It's going to go, it'll probably go to six and a half. <clears throat> but next we have, this is a pretty good game Seattle Seahawks, Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. Baltimore comes into this matchup as a five and a half point favorite, minus 270 on the money line, over under at 44 and a half. Um, uh, which way are you going on this one? This is definitely a tough matchup. I think the Seahawks, are they coming off a bye? 
Um, no, they beat the Browns last week. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Browns. They had the Browns at home last week. I'm thinking two weeks ago. So yeah, you are right. Uh, Ravens come into this game. I don't know a five and a half point spread. Ravens are home off a game in Arizona where that wasn't a, a necessarily a tough matchup for them. Uh, Dobbs was there. They ended up hanging around in the game. I want to take the Ravens here. I think five and a half is a little too much. Which what are you what are you leaning on this? You know what? I keep fading these Ravens, but I don't really care. I'm going to do it again. This this is, looks like the same exact situation as the Lions game when I took the Lions. Um, plus the points and then the money line and they got beat 38 to six, but you know, what? I'm going to do the same thing. I like the Seahawks plus the six. I like them on the money line plus two ten. Um, I, I just, I don't love this Ravens team. I really, I really, this is such a, it's such a bad take. I know I get it, but I just don't think Lamar Jackson is that good. I just think the way that he plays the game with this offense makes him look really good. And he moves his offense down the field, but he's not, he's, he's not that like, he's not, I, I just don't think he's really that good. I, <laughs> from watching the Ravens games. I know I'm a big hater on these Ravens, but I mean, I just don't think they're a 6 and 2 team, definitely not a 7 and 2 team if they win this football game. But um, I don't know. I think Geno Smith can get get enough done. Obviously, they added Leonard Williams on that defense. That could be a big help on the way the Ravens play play this uh play this game, but I don't know. What do you think about it? I think it's too, I think it's too many points to take the Ravens minus the 5 and a half. I'd like to like I said, I say this a lot when I don't love the spread, just kind of get it up in a teaser, but I'd love to get the the Seahawks at 13 and a half or somewhere around there, kind of in a three or four leg teaser. That might be the one of the ones I throw in there. I'll try to make something before we finish up uh, so I can get it announced like I did last week. But I don't know. I definitely see what you're saying with the Seahawks winning this game. It's very similar to that matchup with the Lions, both in Baltimore. Um, I, I personally, I think, uh, what was Is the Baltimore spread on that game? It was like two and a half, three. Okay, it was closer. Yeah, 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 yeah. But does Baltimore protect home fields like that? I mean, they're only two and one at home. They're four and one on the road. I don't think that really comes into play at the end of the day. I was gonna say, and like when I feel like when the Ravens are like, where that when people say that's a hard place to play, that's kind of like the primetime games. I feel feel like home field comes into advantage in any primetime game. But like Sunday one o'clock, I know this is a really so a ten a.m. game for Seattle, road. but that's what I'm saying. I think I think Seattle can hang around in this game. I think it's going to be a lot. Of, I think it's a little too many points. If Seattle loses this game, it's going to be a three or a four point matchup. And a lot of times when you see teams go on the road and they're in uh in into a hard place to play like the Ravens, um, it's teams that like that play in domes or something. I mean, this this Seattle yeah. team has played with a lot of weather conditions themselves. They've they've been through it uh multiple times themselves. So I don't think that's going to come into play. Six points, too too much, man. Too much. I just think it's too much. Yeah, I definitely agree. <clears throat> All right, we will get into our next game. We have the Indianapolis Colts heading into the Carolina Panthers. Panthers are plus two and a half in this game as a home underdog at plus 128 on the money line uh, with the Colts at minus 152 and the over under at 44 and a half. Mackie, you hit on the Panthers money line last week, calling their first win of the season. I heard it on the live stream. Where do you have them going this game? Do you have them getting a little win streak rolling here? Because I know I'm leaning on the Panthers here in this game. Yeah, can they possibly win two in a row? Um, I mean, we said it before the season even started, or not even before the season started, but we said it like two weeks ago. They're really not that bad of a team. Like this is probably the like when they were zero and five, zero and six. It's like not the team you expected to be zero and five, zero and six. They weren't really playing like like it. Bryce Young had a very rough start. I kind of called that one, but I just thought they would be able to pick it up a little bit around him. Um, this is another situation where they can go in and win this football game. You have Gardner Minshew on the other side of the football, hasn't been playing great football. Colts sitting at three and five. Bryce Young has a bit of momentum going on going on right now. I think he's 
he feels it. He, you can see it in his throws, making throws downfield, um, coming off that injury. Uh, I think at home, they're only 1-2 and two at home, 0-4 oh on the road. I think they can probably squeak this one out at home. Um, it looks like you're leaning the same way. Let me hear you. Yeah, I, I, think the, I think the back-to-back home games is huge in this spot. You get that young team to get a couple home, or a couple home games back-to-back. Obviously, we, you know, a couple or early on in the season, we heard the the fans were booing the players. The players were, you know, getting back into it with the fans. You never like to see that. No one's happy when you're what zero and four, zero and five. Bryce Young, that was a big matchup for him last week. A child is like they may love making the videos about him and CJ Stroud. They were buddies growing up and all that stuff. He gets his first win over him in Carolina. I think that's big. I think the fan base kind of is starting to learn that there's going to be growing pains with this young number one overall pick. I don't think he's going to be the best ever, but. He's definitely going to have his chances and get make his plays and have um, definitely win games. I think this is another one. The Panthers can win the game. Um, I wouldn't take the plus two and a half. Just give me the plus 128, plus 130 money line. I assume you can get it right around there. So uh, I like the Panthers in this spot. I'm not, I know I was all over these Colts. That was mainly to do with Anthony Richardson. Um, I, I wasn't as big on them with the Gardner Minshew edition or what they when they had to slot him in there, I guess I should say. But uh, yeah, give me the Panthers here to win this game on the plus 130 money line. Yeah, I also like the under in this one. I think the Panthers' defense kind of keeps it in them for a while, keeps keeps them in it for a while, I should say. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think this 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 could be a good game. You could see the Panthers sitting at two and six. They play the Bears next week, week after, so um, they could be at three and six, and then they obviously that'll be the peak of their uh, peak of their season. But um, this team can get a little moment, momentum going here. Absolutely, yeah. And then we will jump into our first 425 game of the day, uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Eagles come into this one as a three, minus three, even favorite, minus 174 on the money line, and the over-under is 46, one of our higher over-unders for the week. Um, I'll hand things off over to you. Your Dallas Cowboys heading into the, uh, whatever the fuck they call it, the link in Philly, uh, what do you think here? Where are you going? Uh, do you like your Cowboys to cover the number or win the game on the plus 146 money line? Yeah, I think it's going to be a really tough battle for these Cowboys. I will say Dak Prescott is 8-3 and three in his career against the Philadelphia Eagles, so he hasn't really had a problem playing in Philadelphia. But um, this he's never had, he hasn't had to play this good of an Eagles team yet. Last year, they, he didn't, well, he did last year, but it was without Jalen Hurts, and when they lost, Dak didn't play. But yeah. um, I, I think I I think we're gonna take a loss here. I think we're gonna be sitting at five and three after this after this game. Cowboys and Eagles they usually split. They usually win their home games respectively. Um, I think it happens again this year. These both these teams are very good, and you're gonna protect home field advantage. Cowboys do year in year out. Eagles do, um, year in year out. So I I think it's gonna be a good one. I'm probably gonna take the Cowboys just because I'm a Cowboys fan. And I'm rooting for it, but mm-hmm. it, it's not a it's not really my smartest play, and I I. I don't know. What do you think about this one? Yeah, I, I do kind of agree with whenever you said that they kind of split their home games. And uh, I like the Eagles here. I don't love the minus three. I think it's more of a, a parlay piece with the money line. I know it's a little steep, the minus 174, but uh, I'd like to get two and a half for the money line. I don't know if I'll end up carding this just because of how good the Cowboys are. But I think the, the Eagles defend their home turf. This is obviously going to be the game that's on TV uh, for me, at least in the four o'clock slate. So I'll be, def- I'll be, I'll be watching this. This is going to be a great matchup. A.J. Brown's on a tear. Uh, CD Lamb had a great game last week, so a lot of great receivers in this one. This is going to be a really good matchup, but I uh, do lean the Eagles to get things done on their home field. Um, we will jump into the other 425 game. We have the New York Giants heading into Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders, who are fresh off of firing Josh McDaniels as well as their GM and benching Jimmy Garoppolo for, I forget the kid's name, 
You're not O'Donnell, Aiden O'Donnell. Aiden O'Donnell. I was gonna say I was gonna say like Kate O'Donnell or something like that. I knew it was something close to that. And Raiders, however, still two point favorites. I was gonna say Raiders, however, somehow coming to this game is a one and a half point favorite, a minus one thirty on the money line. The over under thirty seven and a half. I like the Raiders here. I always take teams when they fire their coach. I like the Raiders on their home field here. I don't like that they're favorites. I'm gonna take it. I'll get to take the one and a half. I think the Raiders get the job done. Uh, I oh, I just have a thing. I feel like there's a stat that you could find teams off of firing their fucking stupid head coach, and they always get a win, just kind of rally the boys and get a win. I like the Raiders here. It's a great spot for them against the Giants on their home field. I think Saquon has a great game, but I like the Raiders. Is Daniel Jones playing? I don't know. If he is, I do like the Giants, I have to say. I just this Raiders team is so bad. They're so bad, dude, but it's it's firing the coach. It just does it for me. It's like an autoplay. Yeah, if they still had their quarterback in, I'd say, okay, yeah. But you yeah, if, Jim, if Jimmy G was in, I agree. I agree. This would be on my card already, but. I think, Devontae Adams, is... I think Devontae Adams has a great game with the new quarterback, and he's going to air it out to him whenever he gets the chance. Devontae Adams is going up to him and be like, dude, just get me the damn football, and we'll have Yeah, just, we'll hey, just look my way. Day. We'll, we'll be respectable. And uh, I think it'll work. I think it'll. Uh, the Giants' defense is good enough to keep up with Devontae Adams. But I mean, that that Raiders' defense is probably just as bad, if not worse, than the Giants' defense. And I think Daniel Jones is able to just do enough with Saquon Barkley to to um to win this football game. The Raiders haven't scored over twenty points. They've only done it once this year, and it was because Mac Jones got sacked in the end zone with like ten seconds left. Um, I I think the Giants could put up twenty points to win this football game. I really do. I was going to say, how ugly is it to take the over in this game? I kind of like there to be a lot of points because both defenses are bad. I I mean, what are they? Neither of them have anything to lose. Air the football out. Like, that's probably what they're going to do, I'm assuming. I think it's so ugly to say the over in this game, but I kind of like it. (laughs) It's only 37 and a half. Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. I might have, I might even fucking play it. Dude, I don't know. I just, it is ugly, but I can see it happen for sure, especially if Daniel Jones plays. Yeah, it's a big question mark. It looks like he's uh, no limitations in practice, though, so I'm sure he'll be playing. Especially okay. with, with uh, Tyrod Taylor out. So you're not going to play fucking Tommy DeVito again and have him run the ball 23 times in a row. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we will get into our Sunday night matchup. This is definitely one of the better Sunday night matchups we've had this year. I know we just had a couple good ones. Uh, and they're giving us another one with the Buffalo Bills heading to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bills or Bengals come into this one as a one and a half point favorite, minus 134 on the money line. Uh, Bills at plus 114 on the money line, and the over under sitting at 49 and a half. Um, I'll sort us out here. I've been on the Bengals since uh, the past couple weeks when I said they were back, and I think they are back. I'm going to take them again in this spot. Until they prove me wrong, I'm riding the Bengals spread. I'll take the Bengals minus one and a half here. Also, like the under, I think the game goes under. I think it's not going to be as uh, high scoring, as most people think, with these two quarterbacks. I think the defenses are able to keep it close. I know that neither defense is necessarily great with a lot of injuries going both ways, but the Bengals' defense the past couple weeks has been playing really good football. I think they can contain Josh Allen, and I also really like the Bengals with the points here, the minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm definitely on the Bengals as well. Josh Allen and the Bills do not play good football on the road. They're only one and two on the road this year, opposed to four and one at home. So like we said all season, two completely different teams on the road and at home. and uh, Joe Burrow doing it again. He does it year in, year out. Started 0-2, 1-3 last year. Same exact thing this year. He's going to find his way to the top of that division by the end of the season, I guarantee. Oh, they're going to win this you, division. I've, yeah, I've already I, thought about throwing a bunch of futures on them. Yeah, I definitely think that they're the best team in this division, and they deserve to win that division. And I think they'll get there as well. Um, Joe Burrow back to playing like he like he usually does. Jamar Chase, they have that connection going again, obviously. 
Um, Joe Mixon getting a lot more involved rather than in the first few weeks where he wasn't getting anything going. Everyone, I actually bet that last week. Did you guys see me in the chat? I was saying Bengals at the points and Mixon, Mixon touchdown. They both obviously Bengals won outright, and I did see Mixon I took Bengals out. Bet, bet. I took Bengals plus one seventy two. Um, I saw that. Was that. Nice. Awesome, but yeah, ride ride this team right now. Why not? They're they're plus five and a half last week against the, against the Niners. Very underrated. You're, you're only minus two at home against this Bills team. Take them. I mean, they're winning football games. They're 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 a proven football team as well. I, I think this is one of those. This is turning into one of those teams. They're in that mojo that I don't care how much of the public is on them. I think they win this game. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just rolling too hot right now, and they have elite football players. Can't stop that, dude. Listen to some of these prices. Okay, I, I was looking at these today, so I I didn't shop around and find necessarily best odds. So I think I saw four hundred for the Bengals to win the division, four to one. To win the AFC, I know we're getting a little higher there. To win the AFC plus a thousand, and then if you want to go as far as the Super Bowl, you can get them at plus two thousand. Or no, fifteen to one on DraftKings. I'm seeing, and then I did see eighteen to one on MGM this morning. That was where I saw the eighteen to one on the Super Bowl. I was thinking about laying out some futures on the plus a thousand. Okay. Yeah, you're good. Plus, plus a thousand to win the AFC. To win the AFC is banana. That's I mean, they're I'm almost saying. a lock for the playoffs at this point. I think they're a lock for the playoffs at this point. And once they get there, they have Joe Burrow. I mean, Bengals can... are sixteen to one. I apologize to win the Super Bowl on MGM and eight. They have eight fifty on the the AFC. So I'd take the sixteen to one on the Super Bowl and then the ten to one on the AFC. I'm thinking about I think, doing it. I think I'm I think I'm going to take that AFC bet. I think I am. It's on DraftKings. The thousands on DraftKings. I know I've seen you using that lately. I think they're a lock for. Uh... I think they're a lock for the playoffs. Once you're in the I'll playoffs, I'll take that I mean, with you. You want to ride yeah. that? Let's take that. Hold on, let me. I'll take it right fucking now. I'll do it right now too. <laughs> We're both like, yeah. Hold on, uh, everyone. All the listeners out there can silence while me and Mackie load up our DraftKings account to lock in Bengals to win the AFC. You think uh, I won't do it? I'll fucking do it. I'm doing it right now. Too. <laughs> I can't believe you liked it that much. I'm in. Hold on, I gotta find it. Dude, I don't. I don't know if I could bet futures in in uh in, in New, New York. York. Really? Go to. Uh, uh, I've had this problem before. I might. I think. It, I think it's true. Damn, you have to look that up. But all right, we'll get into this Monday. Wait, night no, no, no. I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. Oh, all you right, can't you bet awards. Like I can't bet like to win MVP or something like. that. Oh, okay. You told me that. Like how you can't even bet on like New York basketball teams or yeah, I can't, do, teams. I can't do that either. Like I can't bet yeah. on like St. John's or Syracuse or something. That's so weird. All right, we'll get into this Monday night matchup. The LA Chargers heading into New York to take on the Jets. Jets coming to this one as a plus three underdog at home. The plus 144 on the money line. The Chargers obviously minus three and minus 172 on the money line with the over under at 40 and a half. Um, I, which way are you going on this one? I just don't think the Jets can keep picking up wins and kind of staying afloat while, while they kind of wait for Rodgers to come back. I'm personally leaning on the Chargers here. Um, I, I don't know which way you're going. I like the Chargers minus the three points. That's exactly what I did. 50 to win five, 50, pay five, to win five, 50. 50. Yep. Um, what is this? Jets two? Jets, uh, Jets Chargers, Monday Night Football. Jet, uh, Ooh, Chargers I like this game. Three. I was looking at this game. Um, Chargers minus three and a half. What'd you say about this game? What do you think? Sorry, I like I the Chargers wondering. with the points. Yeah. I think uh, I think Justin Herbert kind of has a tough day, but at the end of the day, I mean, this Chargers team definitely outweighs this Jets team. Matters what Zach Wilson can do. I mean, in the spotlight, I think he probably has has a pretty rough game. This Chargers defense 
in my opinion, is a bit underrated. They put up more yards and give up more points than they probably should. But um, at the end of the day, third down stops, they come through a good amount. Zach Wilson is going to have a tough day moving the football. Justin Herbert might have a tough day against the Jets defense. I kind of like the under. Um, three and a half's a bit of a hook. I don't know if I want to take three and a half, but I think the Chargers probably get it done. Again, it's another one you need. The Chargers have a losing record right now. They're in a tough division. Tough AFC conference. You have to win this football game against the Jets. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely do lean the Chargers. Austin Eckler yeah. had a big football game. Big, I was a lot of checkdowns for Justin Herbert. I think this will be a big Chargers get-right game. I know they did it last week, and uh, I kind of doubted them against the Bears, but I think they can do it again here and kind of pick up a couple wins uh, and get the job done here in MetLife on Monday night. But uh, that is going to do it for our Week 9 slate. Uh, we will head over to the NBA where a lot has been going on. Uh, obviously, a lot of tra- or the one big trade that most people have been talking about, the Philadelphia 76ers have agreed to send James Harden to the LA Clippers. Uh, deal includes a package of players and picks going back to Philly, but obviously the Clippers get the guy that they've wanted and a veteran role player in P.J. Tucker, a guy that's been there and done that. Uh, do you think this can make the Clippers a top-tier team in the Western Conference? I know before the season, a couple weeks ago, when we did our NBA preview, I liked the value on them and to win the West and all these all these futures on the Clippers. I didn't take a single one of them. I'm kind of wishing I did just because I did see the prices change when they got him, but obviously that's just the expectations. I don't know. Uh, if they're that much of a lock, Denver still looks pretty good. But I'm, I'm, I have confidence in this Clippers team. I don't know how it's going to work, but I think it could. We've seen it with these players. Obviously, Harden, uh, Westbrook, we've seen before. Uh, and then um, I'm blanking. Did Harden play with Paul George in? No. Okay. See, no, he was gone. Okay, I was going to yeah. say, and then he played with Paul George as well, and it, he was already gone by then. Oh, was yes. you're right. Okay. So, what do you think? Do you think this can make them a top tier team in the in the West? Um, so yeah, I do, but I don't think it's because of Harden. I think that this team already before Harden was well-rounded. I think when every, anytime you have Kawhi Leonard on the, on the field or on the court, you have a chance of winning every single basketball game. The problem is, are they going to play enough games together in the regular season to be able to make that push in the playoffs? Um, the thing with this team has always been load management. Paul George sitting out way too many games when you have Kawhi Leonard, who's the other superstar on the team. Well, obviously, he's going to set out his game. If anybody's going to set out the game, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard, correct? Yeah. Um, I I think that if this team can get in the swing of things and play enough minutes together, um, full roster with bench and everything, I think that this team can definitely come out of the Western Conference. I've said it for a few years. Once they got Kawhi Leonard, I think that this duo could have done a lot, but they've never played a full season together. They've always all always sat out, and it, even though regular season doesn't really matter, it does matter because, you, I mean, by the time the playoffs come, these players aren't playing as well together because they haven't played enough minutes together. They don't know their games enough. Um, so to answer your question, I do think that the Clippers can compete for a title. I think they can compete for a Western Conference championship. Um, I just think it matters how Tyron Liu makes them kind of play. I think that he really needs to put his foot down and let them know, like, you guys are the players. I'm the fucking coach. You guys are going to play when I tell you to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I think I, I don't think Harden is what makes them that much better. I think it's more just the ability, like you said, when, when Kawhi's out, you now have Paul George and Harden. You, when Harden doesn't want to play, you have the other two. Like We know what this team does, what they've done throughout the past couple of years. Uh, I, I think they'll get there in the play. I think they're going to be a tough out for any team in the playoffs. I don't care what seed they get. Uh, if they have to go to, say, a Golden State to start the playoffs or any of these teams, I'm, I haven't really looked too much. We're four games into the standings. And it's not even worth looking at. Like The Magic are leading the East right now. Um, but I, I don't know. I think they're going to be a tough out for any team. So 
Um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think there's six teams in the Western Conference who like you're not you're not getting an easy series. No, you look at the you look at the NBA you you look at the actual NBA about seven years ago. Top four teams in each side were basically winning every series, right? Yeah. You, last year, the Lakers won as a seven seed. The Warriors won as a six seed. Um, the Heat won as an eight seed. These lower seed teams are winning these these series and they're winning these games. He got to. I was going to say he got to the finals as an eight seed. Yeah, it's it's a lot more competitive league than it was about six seven years ago. I think, um, talent spread out. Everyone's playing. It's more of a team game more than like put three good, really good players on the team and you're destined to get to the finals or something. It's not like that yeah. anymore. You could bounce in the second round as a, as a super team because these well rounded teams are just playing faster basketball. Yeah, that's like I mean we were talking earlier about the Knicks and I was like you were like we just don't have a Tatum or like a true superstar. It's like sometimes those kinds of teams in the playoffs are even scarier because you don't know where the fuck the ball's going. Dude, like the Suns, the Suns year in two two years in a row. I mean they haven't played minutes together. They go into the playoffs. You're getting beat in the second round by teams like you're not gonna beat Denver. No. <laughs> that team like it's just like you you gotta play together. You like no matter how good of these athletes of athletes these guys really are, you're not gonna do anything by yourself in this league. And like the and we saw last night against San Antonio, the Devin Booker's already missed games. They're already missing some games out there. So it's like that stuff does add up. Yeah, pure hoopers are not enough anymore. You need to play team basketball. Everyone needs to do their role. Like that's first team all around. I mean, they have good players. I mean, they play well together. They're well coached. They do what they need to do. Then you have Kevin Durant turning the ball over three seconds left. Um, that, that was one crazy. Point. That was fucking crazy. Like, don't get me wrong. Kevin Durant is top three player in the world right now, but. I mean, it's just undisciplined basketball. These guys think that they're better than everyone. And- he looked. He did look so confused that they didn't call a timeout. Did they have a timeout left? I wasn't watching. I was only. I saw like highlights this morning. Yeah, because the the announcer was saying, uh, and you've got to think they're going to call a timeout here to advance the ball. But I didn't actually like look at the bottom of the screen to see if they had the timeout. But I'm like, why aren't they calling a timeout? Why aren't they calling a timeout? And then they just rip the ball out of his hands and like do that little layup. I'm like. And they're gonna win this game now because of KD just fucked up. And then KD did the thing where he's like, looks all confused because like if it's your he fault, you know, up. yeah, he's yeah, like, it's why like, did you guys do this? It's like yeah. Tom Brady on fourth down, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and speaking of the Spurs, Wembenyama continues to impress, at least does for me. Uh, for the Spurs on Tuesday, the Spurs overcome that twenty point uh, halftime deficit to the Suns to win game, win the game outright as a seven point underdog. Uh, he's especially been good in the fourth quarter to start the season. I know, like I said, we're only four games in, but averaging just over seven points, shooting 80% in the fourth quarter, two and a half rebounds and 1.3 blocks uh, just in the fourth quarter to start these games. So I don't know how many Spurs games you've watched. I have been watching them a lot. I don't think I've missed a game yet just because I keep betting on them uh, and kind of watching their games just because I really like watching him play. And he's been, when he, you can tell towards the later of the game, when Popovich kind of starts letting him kind of go off on his own and guard guys and have to do things on his own. But they're like you said, that team is good. They just have role players. I like Sochan or Sochan for them. I'm a big fan of him. Um, and uh, what's the guard? Trey Jones. I think they just have Who's a that nice white boy they got too. I'd have to look up the I, I can't even remember some of the guys on their roster. They have like uh uh Vassell, he's good too. Like they just have a bunch of guys that like don't come to the top of your, you know what I mean, the tip of your tongue, right, especially right. for me right now when you're thinking of like elite teams or obviously they're not an elite team, but like Johnson too. Yeah, they're not just gonna be a pushover in a twenty point halftime at deficit. Like Popovich is going in that locker room, probably reaming them out, and then they're gonna go back out there and like we said, win the game outright, which is like I had them plus seven. I know you said you almost live bet them, but like I felt I was like 
late in bed. I'm like, I'm out of this game. This game, you know, this is over. This is over. And they end up winning the game outright. I'm like, damn, they're just one of those young teams that like, you're going to have to watch out for every night. And like team I took tonight is Portland in in Detroit is a four and a half point underdog. Like I was going to take them in Toronto two nights ago when they beat them outright as a four point underdog. So I'm kind of just doubling down on this one. Like some eight. of these younger teams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eight point underdogs that game. Yeah, some of these younger teams, I just I, I like jumping on them, like especially the Spurs. I didn't take the money line, but that's a team I'm going to be riding a lot this year, mainly just because I'm kind of a fan of them now. That might be my team this year. Probably is going to be just because I've watched so much of them. But um, yeah, I've definitely been impressed with them. <laughs> and yeah, then driving, I did see this. Go ahead. I just haven't watched a ton of Spurs games, but I mean, Wembenyama does look pretty good. I think they're limiting him more in the first half, and they're kind of letting him. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You can tell when half. they're like letting him go. Like in the second half, they like let him go do what the fuck he wants, which is right, like let right. him do it the whole game. But I guess you want to like you got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand what they're doing. Popovich knows what he's doing. But yeah, I was gonna say, believe me, if there's someone, I'm not the biggest pop guy, but he he definitely knows what he's doing. I respect him as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> but then I saw this today on ESPN. Didn't know this. Uh, the the in season tournament that we talked about gets underway Friday. So I look I look this up on kind of how this works. Do you understand how this works at all? Yeah, you're good. So here's what I did find. If you kind of understand it, here's what I got out of it. No, you're good. It starts Friday. It says the championship is on Saturday, December 9th. So I don't know how this works. Uh, The semifinals, Thursday, December 7th, and the championship will take place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas uh, for a complete schedule check. Uh, Click here. Give me a second. So then there's like knockout rounds, group play. So here's what it is, the group play. All 30 teams have been randomly drawn into groups of five with their conference based on one loss records from the 2022-2023 regular season. Beginning November 3rd, this Friday, continuing through Tuesday, November 28th, each team will play four designated group play games on tournament nights, one game against each opponent in its group, with two games at home and two on the road. And then eventually we'll get into the knockout rounds. I don't understand why they're doing this. Um, I definitely just trying to make these in-season games a little more interesting. I don't know what they win or what they get out of it. If it's going to be kind of like um, the like the one I always think about with the All Star Game is the is the MLB All Star Game how it determines the home field for the World Series. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, like, I think they should try in the MLB All Star Game. I was going to say I feel like they should have done something like that with this. Like yo, the East player, the I East. yo. So this is their incentive. This is why. So the 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 entire thing around it is to make regular season games mean more. Make them try more. more exactly, mean more. Yeah. Seeing the NBA go to shit in the regular season because nobody gives a fuck. I mean, I've, you, you I've been quoted games. saying it doesn't start till Christmas, and I've been you locked win, in for yeah, the first right. four games of the year. Yeah, I mean, teams win forty two games in a season and they make the playoffs nowadays. So it, it's it's just uh, it's getting teams to actually try more in the regular season. So here's the thing. Each player on the winning team will take home five hundred thousand dollars. So yep, it's literally it. it's going into your pocket. You're playing for like your pocket. Um, yeah. That that's a pretty good incentive, if you ask me. That's a good way to get the get the regular season games more interesting. I yeah. I like it. It's for ratings. It's for viewings. Obviously, anything that they do is gonna attract more t- attention. But I mean, yeah, yeah I'm looking play. at I'm looking at the schedules here. So it's like obviously Eastern Conference based teams. So like. Uh, West Group A is uh, Grizzlies, Suns, Lakers, Jazz, Blazers. Group B in the West is Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Mavs, Rockets. And then C is Kings, Warriors, Wolves, 
Thunder and Spurs. Go ahead. What does it mean? Like within one loss, they group the divisions. I don't even understand that. I don't within their win loss record. So like, oh, I within think they win put, loss. They said one it was loss. like one loss. You know what I mean? Not like one, like the number one. It was like W O N. Got you, got you, got you, got you. It should have said win loss record, not one yeah. loss. It's because it was last year. They let, they have to be grammatically correct, not so we understand it. Um, but here's how I take it. So the Grizzlies, Nuggets, and Kings weren't they the top three seeds? Wasn't it Nuggets, yeah, Grizzlies, Kings? Nuggets, Kings, yeah. Yeah, so they're each in different groups. And then it goes the four, five, six. Yeah, that's exactly how they did it. Yeah, so it's just like the... Yeah, okay. Because the East, the East, the top teams in each group are the... They're not in the same group. It's 76ers, Bucks, and Celtics. They're not in the same group. They're ABC. You know what I mean? Got it. Yeah, it makes sense. So A is the Sixers, Cavs, Hawks, Pacers, Pistons. B is Bucks, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, Hornets. You guys, you could be competitive. You guys could get out of that bracket. I like to think. Dude, Bucks are good, the, man. That's what I'm saying. You guys are de- you guys are definitely the second best team who's, in that. I'm not big on the Heat this year. Who is it? The Bucks in it? Bucks, Knicks, Heat, yeah. Wizards, and Hornets are the basement teams in that. Knicks play well against the Bucks too. Yeah. And then the last group: Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Bulls, Magic. I don't see the Celtics having any issue there. Celtics, Nets, Raptors, Bulls, Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Celtics roll. Yeah, I don't see them. Yeah, and then I see here, yeah, the pot based on the record, all that stuff based on the the winnings and all that for what they're getting. So they made sure to throw that in there. So this gets underway for auto. I mean, I'm I'll definitely be tuning into this. I think they're just regular in season normal games. Um, I, I don't know. It's gonna work. They're definitely gonna make these games more enticing for uh load management aspects. Like think about like if you're normally gonna sit out on a Friday night, you know what I mean? Um, we have a game Saturday. Now you're gonna sit out Saturday and not the, this in season tournament game. Right, exactly. Yeah, for sure. They'll find their Wait, work so, around it. So not every game from here to December is considered no. an in-season tournament? No. So it starts Friday, and then I'm looking at Saturday. Like So like I'm looking at it on the ESPN app. So like when I click Friday, every game under it says in-season tournament group play. I'm going to just keep clicking through until I oh, see the next fuck. So it, it specifies. Like it'll say yeah. it. It's every ah, Friday. I see it. I see it. It's awesome. It's, it's every Friday. Every Friday's in season tournament. That's pretty sick, actually. Okay. I, I, I don't I I like the organization. Like I like how they organized it. Oh no, some Tuesdays too. Some Tuesdays. I'm missing it. There it's not every Friday. It's Tuesdays and Fridays. All right. Well, it's it's organized. Yeah. So it's every Tuesday and Friday up until those playoff dates or the knockout round that I stated that I said so earlier. Everyone plays on those Fridays or no? They, no, they don't. One, no, two, like three, if you don't play on Tuesday, Tuesday, you probably play your game on a Friday. Yeah, got you, got you. Because like we like remember we said each team will play four games, two home, two away. So like the Knicks will play the Bucks and then the Wizards and that you know what I mean? Like each week right. they'll play one of those teams on a, probably a Tuesday or a Friday. Right. Cause like it looks like some of the Tuesday games when they're on Tuesdays. There's only like five games, whereas when they're on Friday, nine. Yeah, exactly. The the rest of the league play that doesn't play Tuesday. Yeah, makes sense. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, I like it. I think it's cool. I'm just surprised we figured that out because I thought I was like, I literally just wrote in here the in season tournament gets underway Friday night, and I knew <laughs> nothing else about it. And I mean, we did a pretty good job breaking that down because I feel like yeah, I understand it now. So. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. That is a pretty cool format, how it's not every game. They just kind of like random games throughout thought, the season. Yeah, I thought it was every game from like a certain point. Like, like I thought it was going to be like Friday, a week-long yeah. tournament, middle of the tournament, middle of the season. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like really making it like 
being I like how it starts this early. Team. I like how we're like five games in and they're like, fuck it, we're doing this. <laughs> yeah, get, get it get it going right away. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Um, all right, we'll end things off with the MLB where the Texas Rangers lead the Arizona Diamondbacks with a 3-1 series lead. Uh, excuse me, in the World Series. Uh, can the Diamondbacks complete the comeback like they did against the Phillies, or you think Texas is going to wrap things up tonight, game six, game seven? Is there any chance the Diamondbacks come back in this series? I I don't think so. I think Nathan Eovaldi kind of shuts the door tonight, and I think those bats, we've talked about it so much. Once these Rangers bats are going, you you cannot stop them. They played last night. They played two nights ago. Put up 11 last night. Um. It's against Gallon, but Gallon's been kind of getting lit up in this postseason. I just I can't see a, a situation where the Diamondbacks can bounce back. I agree, and I think even if they do win the night, I think Texas gets the job done in Game Six on their home field. Um, I, I like the I like the Rangers to close the series out. I'm probably I haven't really bet much of this World Series. I did take their Diamondbacks in Game One uh, when they got fucking walked off by Adolis Garcia, and then ever since then I haven't really watched much of it. Uh, and that will lead me into, I, I had to find out how the ratings were doing on this World Series. I think most people expected this, but uh, the Diamondbacks and Rangers delivered on the field in Game 1 of the World Series, but the ratings were a completely different story. Uh, Friday's the Friday's Diamondbacks and Rangers World Series Game 1 averaged a 4.6 rating and 9.17 million viewers on Fox, marking the lowest rated and least watched Game 1 of the World Series on record. Wow. Yeah. Um we were talking about this earlier. Uh, the MLB lost a shit ton of money when Diamondbacks won that game seven over Phillies. Um, America definitely wanted to see Philly Philly into the into the World Series, but I mean these are two low low market teams. Uh, anybody on the East Coast is not really paying attention to these games anymore. That's what I said. Anything east of the Mississippi, no one cares about this World Series. Yeah, that's sad. But I mean, I I, I haven't watched it either, so I can't even put my back. I was gonna say like I want to act like I've been watching it, but I really haven't. Not because like, been, I haven't like chosen to, but like when it's other sports on, I mean college football. I was gonna say I'm gonna take NFL games. when it's on on Sunday. I'm gonna take college bat or college football when it's on on Saturday. And then lately, I've been like I told you, I've just been if the Penguins are on, I watch the Penguins. But I've just been ripping random NBA games because the NBA, like you said, it's been so competitive, and a lot of these games have been really good to start. So um, I just haven't watched a bunch of baseball lately. Yeah, me either. I'm kind of checked out. Yeah, I agree. You said it. You said it when you when you sent our picks. Where we sent our picks the other day, you go, "Yeah, I'm kind of just tapped out on the MLB this year." I couldn't, so. get a, I couldn't get a grip on this series, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, "I, I'm, I'm over. I don't watch this anyway. I don't even care." I was laughing, and then you literally go, "I think the Diamondbacks win the night." <laughs> they lost like ten to three. Or whatever. Well, it was eleven to seven, but it was eleven to one <laughs> in the second and eighth inning. Yeah. <laughs> Good pick, right? <laughs> I had the over it was in the, the game, game after you taken over. Yeah, I think the over was three to one. It was one nothing in the seventh inning or something. <laughs> get me all, yeah. Get, get, get me out of this sport. I'm done. Yeah, it's like we baseball is for when there's nothing else on. Right, I'm not. You can't pay attention to it right now. There's too much going on. Exactly. College basketball, six days. Oh, we're getting into the bread and butter. You guys know how well we did next- last season. We should have done it this week as like a preview when it's just us two because it's mainly just us two that dive into the college basketball stuff anyway. But we'll we get the college. We the college very much. We're the college ex- experts over here. Yeah, I don't know what we want. What did we end last year on our card? I feel like I have that written down somewhere, like fifteen double, some units. Yeah, that was crazy. It was definitely double digits. I think we were yeah, flirting we'll have to with pick like up where we left off. But um, yeah, there's a few games I'm already looking at for um uh, November sixth opening 6th. night. Opening night, yeah, like USC. Like um, 
like Oregon. You see the dunk that kid on Tennessee had? Neck or whatever his name is? No, I did not. Dude, I, I gotta send you this. I gotta send you this dunk. This thing is crazy. Uh, it, uh, it doesn't have to be while we're recording. I can send it to you after this. But um, do you have anything else you want to go over? I didn't really look too much at the college football slate. Any good college football games this weekend that we want to dive into? I'm just pulling it up real quick. Just ranked on ranked games. We have Kansas State at Texas. Missouri at Georgia. That could be a tough matchup uh, there. Missouri's been pretty good coming into Georgia at 7-1. and one. I don't love them to win the game. It's a but big a week. A it's a, it's a yeah. big college football week, especially in the Pac-12. Next week, too. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. That's a good one. Oklahoma State gets home field there. Um, Washington, USC. Definitely Washington, a lot of good. LSU, Alabama. This is a great college football weekend. I don't know how I didn't yeah. notice that. I so. was looking at it two days ago, and I was like, wow. It's, we're getting into the like end of the season where they already know these games are going to matter the most, and you're getting these matchups. You get Washington, USC this week. You get Utah, USC next week, or Utah, Washington, something like that. Um, Dude, I like these two late-night ranked games, too. Oregon State at Colorado. And UCLA at Arizona. Arizona's I'm Arizona money line. I took them Me last too. I was going to say, Oregon dude, I kind of like Arizona there. Arizona money line, dude. That defense is good. Yeah, I, I like both of those. I, I like a lot I of these games. Dude, Bama. I love Bama. I love Bama, but I think it's going to be a public play. Might have to stay away from it. But Bama minus three. Jalen Milrow is going to shit on that LSU defense. You think Bama can make a run to, to get in, push in this college football playoff? My buddy who knows like college football really well, um, he's the kid who like he got Washington against Michigan State like minus three in April, and they were like minus fourteen when they played. Like he gets all that stupid <laughs> shit. He um he took Alabama plus sixteen hundred to win the ninety, like like when like two days ago. I was gonna say you can get crazy odds on it if you th- and it's all gonna be if they sneak in because you know if they sneak in they're they, gonna get they to the will. national championship. They, game. If, they, if they if they win out they they they're in one hundred percent. They just can't Let's lose another see. game. Let's see what odds they have on DraftKings right now for them to win the national. Dude, they're good too. Jalen Mil- Milrow kind of figured it out. He he's in that offense now. Um, Fifteen to he, one on DraftKings. You could shop that, I'm sure, and get maybe sixteen or fourteen the other way. But make sure you shop that because I I like that too. You because you win this game, you're 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 going like you're you're going to the SEC championship with one loss. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> That's tough, dude. We might have to do that too. We could throw that on the college football card. That might be fun. Yeah, bro. Right. I'll do that 100%. Yeah, we should do that. All right, fuck it. Let's do it. All right. Um, let's do the natty. We got to shop those odds and make sure we get the best odds. But right now, 15 to 1. We just got to find something better than that. <clears throat> but I think that's going to do it. Do we got anything else? We just kind of de- uh, impromptu went over college football. We didn't really have much in college football. You said obviously college basketball gets started next week. Uh, not much going on in the NHL. At least, like I said, I haven't been watching too many games. The games have been good. I just haven't really been. Uh, kind of diving in. I guess it's because the Penguins aren't that great. I'm not too interested in it right now. I kind of just am in denial that they're not that great. But um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, obvi- your Rangers are obviously on fire. Aces, Bruins on fire. So you guys are obviously very in tune to, to what's going on. Rangers top of the Metro, Bruins top of the Atlantic. Obviously, Aces in here to, to to go off about his Bruins here. But, I mean, your Rangers have had a hell of a start here. Yeah, 5-0 and stretch out there in in, uh, in West Coast and on West Western Canada. Huge five wins. Rangers don't usually do that out west, so that was definitely big. A lot of momentum going. Both goalies, Jonathan Quick and Igor Shesterkin, playing incredible. Um, this tandem is going to be a problem, especially when this offense is kind of going like this. Um, they're just playing great hockey. They're they're definitely one of the better teams in the league, um, roster wise, up and down. 
Um, I think that they're playing like they should be. And sitting at seven and two right now, I have a lot of uh, a lot of hope for them. But um, yeah, those Dude, penguins, pen- man. The bottom the of penguins. the metro. I didn't even check that. Oh, bro, you guys are bad. <laughs> like you guys are. You- and it's like I think it's like the age, bro, because it's the third period. You guys come out in the first period, you look great. The legs are going. Halfway through the second, you're kind of falling off. By the third period, those old legs, dude. They're- dude, I did not even notice. We're three and six. Oh, Columbus three, four, and two ahead of us. Flyers four, four, and one ahead of us. Dude. Flyers are playing some good. good Flyers are good. Game. I took the Flyers tonight. I think they win the night. Yeah, but, but uh, you guys got to figure something This has to be out. why I'm not that interested <laughs> right now. You, you guys got to figure something out. You guys lost to the Ducks the other night at home. Do you see how you lost? It was a five on three. You had a and five McTavish on three. got a breakaway out of the box. That you, That's a terrible loss. You, you'll like this. Zegris was at Tequila Cowboy on Saturday night. They they were in Pittsburgh. They got to Pittsburgh Saturday. And my no friend way. saw Zegris in North Shore Saturday night. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. He one was other partying, thing. and then they beat us Monday. <laughs> Um, Shane Pinto, forty-one games for gambling. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. God, yeah. For anyone that doesn't know, I used to play with this kid. And, uh, I can't say. Can't no, say I'm surprised. Podcast. I can't. I can't say I'm surprised. Good, good shit, Shane. I mean, good for you. I mean, but uh, no, that sucks. Um, that's so forty-one fun, games dude. is excessive, bro. It's crazy. Like, that, that is that, crazy. It's third. It's crazy. Like first offense, that should be like ten games. Like, I get it. They don't want it to be one game, two games. You know what I mean? But and, like, like, if it wasn't even on the NHL, I mean, he's obviously not, like, rigging games. He's not out, He's just trying to have a little fun, bro. Going on a little fan duel. Make some money. Yeah, he's, making some, he's making some fucking serious money for that I age. I'd definitely he, be throwing some bets around. He lost a shit ton of money right there, though. I mean, he was looking at three three million a year. Now he's got to sign entry level. Or I guess it's not entry level. It's mi- minimum. Whatever. You know, yeah. He's missing out on, like, 2.5 a year. It's crazy. That's tough, but um, yeah, it sucks. I hate hate to see it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's gonna do it though. Um, I think that's definitely all we got. We covered all four of the of the major sports as well as the two college that we like to dive into. So definitely a lot to talk about in the sports world this week. But I think it's gonna do it for us. Uh, you got anything else? No, nothing else. Just uh, looking to bounce back. Like I like I said two weeks ago, I had a one and six. I was gonna record. say we didn't we didn't discuss we didn't the records. records, but we had a gr- we all had a great week. I went one and six two weeks ago. Said I was gonna bounce back. I rattled off seven straight winners, right? Sitting at seven that and zero, and then I, then I, I, I kind of fell off again. Took three losses, but seven and three week plus four and a half units. Uh, Huff, I think you were five and two, something like that. Huff yeah, had a great Ace, week as well. Ace was eight and four, one eight four and one uh, plus four point one seven. So right behind you, uh, I was five and two going into uh, Monday night football. So I just didn't play anything in Monday night. I wanted to end the week positive after some of the weeks that I've had. So that was a big week for me. Uh, and then Jesse was two and two on the weekend. So everyone had a pretty solid week. Like we said, uh, looking to build on that and kind of keep things moving forward. But, um, other than that, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Make sure, you know, like subscribe, follow, share, whatever you got to do. We really appreciate it. Um, but other than that, make sure you're staying tuned. Like we said, a fire college football card this weekend, a great NFL slate, uh, the world series. We're probably not going to be getting many more plays out on that, but, uh, as far as the NBA and NHL goes, we have the daily cards ripping in those. And like we said, college basketball gets going next week. So make sure you're staying tuned to the social medias for all that stuff. Other than that, I think that's going to do it for us. So thanks for listening. We'll see you guys Sunday for the Hit the Books live stream for week nine of the NFL season.